When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Redskins Nation, what is up? Back at it again, Tay and Todd Redskins podcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, one thing I realized just from listening to myself is I need to keep my energy up more. Also, <laughs> haven't been awake for that long now, so I got to make sure I don't sound boring. So that's what I'm doing today, Tay. Okay, so <laughs> you keep me accountable on that. <laughs> um, now that I've gotten that out of the way, uh, we want to extend a huge welcome to Nick Ackridge from Pro Football Focus, who is joining us today. Uh, we're honored by his presence. We've always enjoyed his work on Twitter. We've always enjoyed when he breaks things down and his very clear and objective view and opinion on all things DC sports. He's a, he's a DC sports fan. So thank you for joining us, Nick. It's good to have you. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like I said, we've always enjoyed seeing your stuff and and you know how there's certain people on twitter you don't like to hear them talk but then there's some people you do you're one of the ones that we do <laughs> so, i appreciate that that's why i do twitter i want yeah. more people to hear me i guess <laughs> exactly perfect okay so today we are going to be talking about tight ends and wide receivers um it'll probably be like a 90 10 split between the two so i think we're going to start with tight ends before that there was one other thing i wanted to do uh last week Nick, we had done an episode talking about the Redskins name. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people had replied on Twitter with, with their favorite name suggestions. There was one person, and I'm not even going to say his name until I find it because I, I butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so let me find it really quickly because I just have to fix that up. I told, okay, so here it is. Um, so I think I said Milan Gotcher. And his name is Mylan Gosher, if I'm not mistaken. So I just wanted to fix that up. Also, Tay, he left us our first review on Apple, wow. like formal, like words review, which was nice. So thank you, Mylan. And now I'm, 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 I've repaid my debt. So <laughs> starting up on, on what the episode is about, Nick, if you could just, before we dive into the Titans and wide receivers, talk about uh, you Talk about your background as a D.C. sports fan. Are you also a D.C. native? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, right outside of D.C., about 20 yeah. minutes outside. Okay, same. Um, so about your background as a D.C. sports fan, and then also about how you ended up at Pro Football Focus. Yeah, so um, like I said, about live about 20, 30 minutes outside of D.C., uh, born and raised here. So kind of jumped right into the, the D.C. sports from there. Yeah. I don't really know anything other than that. 
Gotcha. Um, but when it comes to PFF, I mean, I was, I was following them for a while when they were a little smaller um, and they would just post stuff on Twitter all the time. I liked it. Always interested by it. Didn't really know how it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to obviously try to get involved. I mean, everyone's dreams to try to, you know, maybe work in a sports yeah. uh, industry and something like that. Um, so they put out a tweet saying that they're hiring. So I was like, okay, wow, I can't, I can't miss this. Yeah. Um, so I went through a trial with them. Um, was lucky enough to pass that. So then you get hired on as a part timer. And from there, it's just however much work you want to do, they'll, they'll pay you for it. And then you get rewarded. I mean, the wow. more work you do, the more, the more they'll uh, reward you for it. So, yeah. So, okay. A couple questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, would we have to replace you in that position? Like, would we have to find a way to get you out of there before we could replace you? Or <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So we actually, I mean, we hire part timers every single year. Uh, going back from when I started, uh-huh. um, they've been doing it for years now. So they sent out a, a, a tweet, and then you can apply through there. And it's basically just if you can pass like the uh, the trial games and stuff like that. If you're good enough there, we'll hire you on part time. Uh, we've got, I mean probably upwards about 400 part-timers right now. Wow, that's really cool. Because, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of work that we have to do during yeah. the season, so the more the merrier. Okay, wow, that's really cool. Um, and and then being from D.C., you, you're you saying you didn't want to irrationally, for some reason, be a Dallas Cowboys fan, but rather you chose to support the teams that were native to your home. Yeah, okay. uh, unfortunately, I feel like I have to support the teams close to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for Same. a while, that never worked out too well. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the tide has turned a bit lately, so yeah. we got to get yeah. it to keep turning, right? Mm-hmm. District of Champions. Okay, well, um, thank you for that. That was that was I was cool to hear. It's always kind of cool when we have people on here to to hear how they got their start. Mm-hmm. It just so kind of happens the people we've had on here have had cool or unique kind of stories of how they got started. So, thank you for sharing. And mine's not as cool as unique. Mine, I was just sitting in my dorm room in college. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll pay you to watch football and I was like all right I already spent all my weekends might as well make some money I remember you tweeted maybe a couple weeks ago just saying oh like what's a job or who actually has a job that's cool that they enjoy and you said I get paid to watch football and I was like man and that was always my dream so I was like (laughs) oh man that's cool so what would your ultimate goal be I think ideally uh I think I mean I've always wanted to work for an NFL team so obviously the Redskins would be number one on that list but yeah I think the, the ultimate goal is to been you know, work for an NFL team in some way. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we can start talking about all that football that you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do tight ends and wide receivers, like we said. So let's start with the tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come to you first, Nick, and then I'm going to come to you, Tay. All right. Nick, and I try not to be negative, right, Tay? We, we try really hard not to be, like, negative. <laughs> or, ha- like, you know how it's about – how you say as opposed to what you say. But is there any case to be made for this not being the worst tight end group in the NFL? Man, it's tough. Um, You're going to have to ask a lot out of people that haven't really been able to do it in the past. I mean, I think the one one guy that I I think can maybe step up is Logan Thomas, um, Um, just because he's he's got the athleticism to do it. Um, but he's still learning the position. I mean, he was a quarterback in college, so yeah. And tight end always takes really long for people to learn. So, but he's the one guy I have my eye on. Um, I know people love Thaddeus Moss, but mm-hmm. 
I feel like his last name wasn't Moss. I don't know if we would really be talking. <laughs> I know, I know, I've seen right. Moss on Moss, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that more in depth for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tay, all right, who is a guy in this group that would give you the the most excitement if there is any? But who's the one guy? Richard Rogers. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Logan Thomas. I mean, I, I, I agree with with Nick there. I think. The I, I seen a, uh, his spider chart, I believe it is, and it, it looks pretty good. And uh, the coaching at the position from I forget the coach's name, the tight end coach's name, but is it, he's produced. It's not Richard it? Rogers, is it? Senior? Is it? Is he the tight end coach? Okay, I'm not sure, but go ahead. But I know the coaches has worked with. He was in Carolina, worked with Greg Olson, and I'm hoping that you know he can kind of develop Logan Thomas. He like I said, athletically, he's there. But like Nick said, he's going to have to learn the position. Yeah, and he was even – he was drafted – or not drafted, but brought in as a quarterback mm-hmm. into the NFL, right, mm-hmm. until just a few years ago. Yeah, okay. So, and I mean, yeah, I think Logan Thomas look, kind of looks like he has – looks like he should physically be able to do it, but he's new. He's learning the position. So, let's just list all the tight ends on the roster right now. Marcus Baugh, Hale Hinches, Thaddeus Moss, Richard Rogers, Jeremy Sprinkle, Logan Thomas, Caleb Wilson. So no disrespect to these two, but Caleb Wilson, Marcus Ball, we'll, uh, we'll omit them just for the sake of uh, discussion and argument. So let's talk then about Jeremy Sprinkle, who really should have been the guy at this point, right? At least the two. He had a chance last year when Reed and Davis were both hurt. So you were thinking this is Sprinkle's chance. He was also a fifth round pick, which – at the tight end position, fifth rounder is not crazy to have expectations, right? Because lots of these top guys in the league were third, fourth, fifth round guys. Yeah. So, Nick, what – okay, do you have hope for Jeremy Sprinkle? What has been his main issue or his main issues? Uh, so for, for Sprinkle, I mean, I wasn't really up to date with kind of watching these prospects back when he was drafted, but mm-hmm. – um, from what I've seen, I mean, he, he kind of looks like your typical tight end too. Yeah. Um, not really, you're not really going to expect him to win uh, one-on-one and man. You're just kind of expecting him to hopefully be a good blocker mm-hmm. um, and kind of help in short, short yardage areas. But I don't know, he was just kind of thrust into a role he was never really going to excel with. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think fans are a lot farther down on him, um, which is understandable. But yeah, he was just put into a spot that he was really never going to succeed in. Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. Um, and I think, I think the main issue that fans have is, is if you would have just caught the ball consistently, <laughs> I think we would all feel a lot better. Like we wouldn't think he's, you know, Kelsey, especially when you have plays like, like Dwayne Haskins breaking ten tackles and then yeah. finding him, and then. <laughs> I think that's the thing that really really stood out to people is like it's not the amount of drops; it's just the fact that when the drops happen, it's like right. Dwayne's making a great play. And then it doesn't get rewarded. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, it's always sprinkle on the other end of it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it is always sprinkle. Oh. And um, so I, he was he was definitely put in a tough spot. Um, Tay, you 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 think you think sprinkles think the the two or three here, or you think it's time to just move on? Man, I, I was really high on him coming out. You know, SEC football, and you know, being under yes. Jordan Reed for some time, I thought he would be able to you know learn. But I mean, he he just to me, he's just a little slow, uh, yeah. slow-footed. And like I said, he's not consistent catching the balls. It was plenty of times where, where Haskins were getaway or, or whoever it was. And 
for a big first down, they kept the chains moving. He just drops the ball. You know, you can't have stuff like that, but you never know with the coaching staff that's demanding accountability, that's demanding mm-hmm. a lot. You never know what can happen. You may come in the camp and shape, you know, and, and, and exceed expectations. But as of now, I don't think he's uh, – I don't think he's going to make the team. Yeah, and it's – I mean, there's a part of me that's like, okay, well, I kind of want to see one more year. But but the things we've seen in Sprinkle don't necessarily seem like coaching things as much, right? They kind of – I mean, I don't want to speak like an expert, but they more seem like him. You know, yeah. maybe we're wrong, but he'll he'll never come on this show, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about Hell Hinches because there will be some people who would tell you that <laughs> he, he was kind of slept. <laughs> he was kind of slept on. <laughs> I think that's J.P. Finley's guy. Uh, Hill Hinches seemed like, I don't know. I don't know. Talk about Hill Hinches, Nick. <laughs> so for Hinches, and I just sort of, I sort of briefly watched him recently. He's, mm-hmm. he's a decent blocker. Again, he's, he's one of those tight end two, tight end three types where he's yeah. not going to, he's not going to stretch the field. He's not going to win one-on-one, but he, and he showed that he was a little more reliable than Sprinkle when it came yeah. to you know, catching the ball. I think that was it, yeah. Again, he was a decent blocker. And that's yeah. really all you're sort of asking from him. So, right, I mean, right. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but, again, you're just not expecting him to be sort of tight end one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one thing I was going to say is, are are any of these guys more than a three on another roster? Are any of these guys a two, you think? Maybe Logan Thomas again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he was a two and three on on the Lions, and uh, I don't know. You're asking a lot out of these guys. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was kind of asking Mark Bullock if if because it's not that you can just completely omit a position on offense from mm-hmm. the offense, but you know, tight end is at least it's not like another position you can get by not having a great or even having bad tight ends. I think. Do you think? that it affects and I was thinking about this and and tell you can chime in here too but do you think that having what we have at tight end will negatively affect the passing game or the running game because mm-hmm. run blocking you know at the tight end position can be critical to the run game as well because they'll be on the field whereas mm-hmm. in the passing game they can be decoys yep and uh, that's kind of the problem with our tight ends uh, is Logan Thomas's huge issue is run blocking yeah, right. He's more he's of an in position, so he's he's still struggling there. Um, yeah. Other guys, their strength is run blocking. So, right, right. I mean, when you have Logan Thomas on the field, you know you're not really going to get a great run blocker out there. But <laughs> yeah, um, again, it's it, it's strange because you don't really know what to expect from these guys, uh, and they're kind of put in spots where it's going to be hard for them to succeed. I don't know if it'll negatively affect it, um, but it definitely won't positively affect it. <laughs> yeah, uh, from what I've seen. So, and that's I want- kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. And I wonder if it'll affect their personnel groupings, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we anticipate um, Scott Turner's big offense having a lot to do with the running backs and, and receptions uh, the, and, you know, more 21 personnel maybe than 12. But yeah. I wonder even if, regardless of that, if you would see as many two tight end sets as we would if we had a Jordan Reed still or a Vernon Davis still. I mean, I think you could. Uh, last year they used they used Greg Olson and Ian Thomas a lot when they were with the Panthers. But, mm-hmm. again, Greg Olson is that your typical tight end one, and Ian Thomas is your typical tight end two. So yeah. uh, we don't really have a Greg Olson type. So I, yeah. I don't know what's gonna, what it's going to look like, but uh, you could definitely see it happening. Okay. Now, Tay, I want you first and then, Nick, to talk about Thaddeus Moss because I know you were kind of higher on him, Tay, 
not like crazy high, but you liked him, you wanted him. And then Nick's stance is a little <laughs> different than that. <laughs> so I want well, you to talk about why you liked him. Well, I think obviously, we, you know, we watched the draft together and I was, I was banging on the table for Thaddeus. You know, yeah. first of all, he, he has sticky hands. I don't think he dropped the pass. Uh, yet that, that pedigree, I mean, he's on a winning team. But I look at it outside of tight end. I like the, he can play fullback. He can he can block. You know, it's it's more so not the tight end one, but the ways you can use him because he's a physical guy. You think of some uh, bootlegs where he's playing fullback and you know catching the ball in the flats and going up and maybe you put him out at tight end. There's so many things you can do with him that I that I like that aspect. Maybe you run some fullback dot. You know, all these things and that's what I like about him more so more than tight end as I looked at watch film more. Mm-hmm. You never know, but. I like that aspect that he's very versatile. It seems like he can block, he can chip block. You see how physical he is. He can, I mean, he has some 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 speed. He can catch the football, you know. So that that's my stance on on Thaddeus Moss. All right, Nick, your rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really disagree <laughs> with any of that. And uh, the thing is, is I don't hate Thaddeus Moss. I don't hate him at yeah. all. Uh, sure, I, sure I, you I think, don't. <laughs> I think he can actually be a very solid player in the NFL. It's just that. Uh, when you see fans talk about him, they they instantly expect him to come in and be yeah. And I think that's where I'm kind of really disagreeing with it. Um, like Tay said, I, I kind of agree, and he can he can be well he can do well in that position, and um, I think he can his ceiling is you know a solid tight end too. Um, yeah, okay. Like you said, he's he's a great blocker, great hands. Um, you can rely on him in like in the red zone, third and short situations. You can rely on him to help block. Um, yeah, I just I, I never understood the hype for fans, you know, going crazy for him, expecting like you know six hundred yards, six hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's more. That's more where I am with that as well. Yeah. Okay, and that makes sense. Um, and it seems like if from your tight end two, you can get a solid blocker and a consistent catcher, mm-hmm. you know, because you're not necessarily expecting him to to burn guys mm-hmm. to get open with his breaks. You, you know, he may just run a, a five yard hitch route, ten yard hitch route. Like Jason Witten. I mean, he was a one. I never understood how Jason Witten got open. but he. I still, to this day, don't understand how Witten did it. Uh, when Me neither. You him, it looks like he's moving in cement. Like a, like a six for some two. reason, he is always open. Always. 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 <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense to me, but it works. It's almost like he had some sort of deal with the league where it was like, <laughs> you're not allowed to cover him on every other play. But, and I mean, yeah, so if – if consistency catching and, and ability blocking from your two, and then you get a one who can be more of that threat, that that Jordan Reed receiver type who's not a great blocker, but you don't mm-hmm. ask him to do much. Yeah, and I think that would be – with that, he's Moss, you know, being an undrafted free agent, if you get that from him, then that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good return. It'll, it'll be nice to have Randy Moss around too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of where I am with it is – when you get an undrafted free agent and if you get pretty much anything out of him, yeah. which I think they can get something out of him, then it's obviously a win. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was just not a huge fan of people expecting him to be, you know, a top tight end in this league. Also. Yeah, yeah. Third, third, <laughs> third, fourth rounder. Grab yeah. um, okay, last guy we're just going to touch on, which is Richard Rodgers, really known for that Hail Mary, you know, that mm-hmm. we were probably all watching. Other than that, he's been hurt for two years. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, other than that Hail Mary, haven't seen much of him. I, I would I would think he's more of a fringe roster guy. Um, what do you guys think? Do you, like I, I don't. I just, <laughs> yeah, again, it's it's tough because he hasn't played a full season since like what is it, 2016, 2017? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I mean, he was decent for the Packers. 
Yeah. Um, but again, you don't really know what you're going to expect from somebody who hasn't played in almost two, three years. Right, right. So, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say about it until <laughs> I think you see him in the season if there is a preseason. So, yeah. Likewise. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. So, does a, does a Thaddeus Moss, Logan Thomas Sprinkle, or Logan Thomas Hinches three sound like a likely combination? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see someone like Logan Thomas. And I think Henches might make it over Sprinkle. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a little more reliable than Sprinkle. That's what it seems like. Um, but, again, Sprinkle was put in that situation where he had to try to be a tight end one. Henches mm-hmm. was kind of still in a similar role. So Yeah. But I think Thaddeus Moss makes it. Um, like Tay was saying, he's pretty he – can, he can line up in, like, pretty different uh, spots. Mm-hmm. So I think he makes it. Yeah. And you always kind of have to give a leg up to guys who were brought in by the current coaching staff, then, mm-hmm. you know, they brought in four guys, right? Yep. Yeah. So Logan Thomas, uh, Richard Rogers, Thaddeus Moss are three guys, but so that's the tight end, I guess, overview. I mean, you, you would, I have no problem with them not aggressively pursuing Austin Hooper, you know, um, and, and they went after Greg Olson and he just didn't want to come here, which makes sense. But I think next year, with with you know the coaching staff kind of operating as this being a rebuilding year it seems I think next year is when they'd probably try to hit it more aggressively because there's obviously a lack of talent there but they don't need to fix everything this year right yeah and next year's tight end class is is miles better than what this one was yeah. two guys at the top Kyle Pitts of Florida and then uh Pat mm-hmm. Fry of Penn State those are the top yeah. two guys right now and they're miles ahead of anybody that declared this year got so. you got mm-hmm. you there's also all that trade talk with OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you have wanted that, Nick and Tay? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <same. laughs> yeah, we were talking, I think, Tay, about just doing like a – once it became clear we were not going to get what we wanted for Trent, just do a, a straight-up Trent for OJ trade, you know, starter for starter. I think yeah. – I mean, I think we come away with a possibly winning that trade. Yeah. Seriously. It was just a straight-up trade because you're not getting anything from Trent Williams. So Yeah, no, exactly. You got a player in return. I mean, I take it. If I was the Bucks, honestly, I don't know why I didn't make that trade. I even take Cameron Brake, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know why the Bucks didn't do that. But <laughs> okay. So we've covered the tight end. So now we can talk about – I was kind of thinking, thinking it through my head before. We're talking about two position groups, one where there's kind of lots of excitement and potential, one where there's not as much. Um, the tight ends were not the one with the excitement and potential, if you haven't been paying attention. But we're going to talk about the wide receivers <laughs> where there is some excitement and potential. Now, first question, where were you guys when you found out that there were 13 receivers currently on the roster? Because there mm. are right now 13 wide receivers. <laughs> Antonio Gandy-Golden, Emmanuel Hall, Calvin Harmon, Jonathan Johnson, Darvin Kidzy, Cody Latimer, Terry McLaurin, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, Steven Sims Jr., Jordan VC, Jester Weah, Isaiah Wright. Mm. Now – Emmanuel Hall, unfortunately, tore his Achilles recently. So that's unfortunate. He was kind of a bigger and speedy guy, but um, hopefully maybe we can see something from him next year. So let's cover more so the guys that we anticipate. Let's start with Trey Quinn, actually. Trey Quinn, roster or no? I think right on the border. I mean, I think he had his opportunity last year to prove um, that he could be a slot receiver, and he just didn't. Yeah. Up. So I don't know. I think he's right on the border. I don't know if he actually makes it or not. 
same. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he makes it. I mean, he had plenty of opportunity. He's a Jay Gruden guy. Yeah. Jay Gruden gassed him up. Uh, just talked him up. <laughs> I mean, I, I was excited. We know thinking Wes Welker and punt return. He didn't do well in punt return. So I, I don't. No. I don't think. Steve, I think Steve Sims came in there and balled out over. You know, and kind of yeah. left him as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. I think uh, Trey Quinn. I think. I think six roster spot would be best and I think there would have to be injuries involved for that to happen mm. I could see him you know getting a shot somewhere else for sure but um Jacksonville. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no you're right you're right you're right all the other Jay Gruden <laughs> yep yep he's probably gonna get Ryan Grant too and uh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay so Trey Quinn I'm trying to kind of work my way from the bottom up all right let's talk about Cam Sims Cam Sims has always been a, a preseason favorite Mm-hmm. because he's big but he does a lot of, he does catch the ball with his body quite a bit if I remember correctly he doesn't have speed that's impressive or quickness that's impressive it's really just the size and he hasn't gotten too many chances in the regular season uh I think I'd, I don't really see him on the roster this year I don't know what, what are you thinking Tay uh Cam Sims he does well in the preseason, but he can never crack that active roster. Um, I don't know why. I know he had a big game, had a big catch. Yeah, I think it was in that Lions game. Yeah, he did have like one where he went he up went, and got it. He showed his yeah. height. Yeah. But that, but that's it. You know, a lot of people like him, but I just don't think he's. I, I, I think with Gandy Golden being there, I think yeah. that's going to be a that's going to be a, a big battle right there. But knowing that they drafted. Andy Golden, where they drafted him, and how they wanted him. I don't think that uh, Cam Sims makes the roster. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on 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 Cam Sims and Nick? I'd imagine they're not a lot. Yeah, he's a like you said, he's sort of a preseason darling. Um, he he's for some reason a fan favorite. Um, <laughs> he, had a, he had a great preseason in 2018. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. And for some reason, still didn't make the active roster so yeah I don't really see much with him um but again you never know with his new coach so funny thing is when because he was here first and then Steven Sims came around and we were like oh we have two Sims who's his other Sims <laughs> mm-hmm. Steven Sims is the uh is the more favorite one uh okay so here's a guy who we saw a bit last offseason he's been working out with Martino I don't want to mess up his last name, but he's a trainer who works with some Redskins guys, Greg Stroman, uh, Sean Deion Hamilton, uh, Morgan Moses, mm-hmm. Darvin Kidsey Jr. He and Dwayne in the preseason, in the preseason seemed like they had a little sort of connection, kind of. He seemed like a, he had a, a decent balance of speed and, and quickness. You know, nothing crazy, nothing elite, just something. We only saw a glimpse of him. I don't know if you guys even have thoughts on Darvin Kidsey Jr., I've kind of thought there might be something there as a sixth guy, but I would, I would be curious to hear if you guys have any thoughts on him at all. Yeah, He's kind of, he's another one of those preseason guys um, yeah. that play well in the preseason, but for some reason don't actually make the active roster. And yeah, it's sort of weird because, you know, we, there's so, there's such little depth at the receiver position there has been at least for the past couple of years that yeah. for some reason, these guys still haven't really made the roster. And right. Obviously there's something there. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have much on on him other than <laughs> yeah. Than the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids, I think kids he did well in the preseason. 
And I really don't have much on him as well. He's going to face an uphill battle, that's for sure, with so Definitely. many young guys. You know, we don't have many old guys, so it's like, oh, we have to beat no. them. It's like these young guys are no. all competing. You know, um, so he's going to have to face an uphill battle for sure. I'm going to read the from from Gandy Golden to the to the bottom, the, the years of experience on the mm-hmm. rookies. Um, not the rookies, on the wide receivers. Rookie, one year, two year, rookie, one year, two year, three year, three year, two year, one year, one year, rookie, and then Latimer, seven years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and okay, so when we talk about just just for our own sakes, just briefly, like a like a Darvin Kidsey. And I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the league. But you talk about Trey Quinn, right? Who was a guy who was, you know, pretty much guaranteed a roster spot. We always know Jay Gruden had his guys, mm-hmm. and I'm sure lots of coaches have their guys. But you kind of wonder, do we trust that some of the best guys were selected for the roster as opposed to some of these guys fighting for a roster spot? Just in general, not even talking about Darvin Kidsey. And then as it pertains to some of these guys who are still here who didn't make it last year, you know, did Jay Gruden and his staff and Bruce Allen, those guys, like, did we, did we trust them or do we think that? You know what I mean? Does that make sense, what I'm saying at all? Uh, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, you, you're basically saying, like, um, like they, they might have been equal. Like, he might have seen Trey Quinn and, and Darvin Kidsey, for example, as equal. Mm-hmm. Trey, Trey Quinn was his guy, so yeah, that's why I made the roster. I mean, I, I, can, I, mean, I could see it. Um, but this new it's, coaching staff is really going to tell us a lot. Right, about right. Who, who doesn't make it. It will. And it was funny when uh, Scott, Scott McLuhan, back when Ryan Grant was the guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he, someone asked him something on Twitter, and he was like, you mean Ryan Gruden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay definitely had his guys. And it was, he uh, did. He was the ones he picked. But, he did. Uh, and they were never – anyway. Okay, we don't, we're not here to talk about Jay Gruden. Okay, <laughs> let's keep working our way up here. Some of these guys, Isaiah Wright, Jester Wea, Jordan VC. I don't even know if that's pronounced right, Jonathan Johnson. Um, I don't know if either of you have anything to say about any of those guys. If not, we can keep moving. Isaiah Wright, mm-hmm. I might want to watch out for him a little bit. Um, I've okay. seen some people talk about him. He's sort of like that Antonio Gibson sort of Yeah, guy. that's right. That's right. He's the hybrid. Um, maybe a little bit of a better receiver than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done much personally on him, but I have heard a lot of people talk about him. So he could gotcha. be something to really look out for. Gotcha. Okay. 6'2", 220. Yeah. He can kick off return, punt return. Dude is a he's a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> look out for him for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll get a shot in special teams. You know, something like that. Um, and I know we're used to. I think on on average, Jay and his staff would keep six receivers usually. Some mm-hmm. teams keep, that sounds about right. Yeah, some teams keep five. Some teams keep seven. It'd be interesting to look back at um, at Ron Rivera's rosters and see out of camp, how they usually broke down. You can maybe grab something from that. But aren't they, aren't they adding two more roster spots? They are, but there's, like, stipulations. That has to do okay. with, like, offensive line, right? Oh, okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> I think there, it was something – it was – there's – I'm going to look it up as we continue talking. So let's keep working our way up. Let's talk about now Antonio Gandy-Golden. Now, mm-hmm. Nick – um. Tay knows this, but Gandy Golden was a guy that I've been wanting the Redskins to draft for a number of years. I've been watching a friend of mine played with him at Liberty. Mm-hmm. And so I've been watching him and, and he, you know, he, he dominated against obviously a lower level competition, but he dominated. He played very high level. His quarterback wasn't great. And, and my friend who played with them said the offense was pretty much throw the ball to AGG. 
Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're doubling him, no matter what it is. He obviously doesn't have great speed. I think he ran a decent 40 for his size. Um, but his, his, his main thing has been jump balls. And then also he is a little, he's a little slimy with the ball in his hands, which you wouldn't expect from him at 6'4". Now, I'm not expecting him to be a world beater. I am a little bit biased, though, and I, I do expect him to become Megatron. So what are your thoughts on Gandy Golden, Nick? So Gandy Golden, when they first drafted him, I was a little disappointed. I had other receivers higher than him, but that okay. was because I hadn't really studied him too in-depth. Um, but when I actually watched him, like you said, he is, he is their offense. It was throw it to him. I mean, he was, he was double teamed. He was bracketed constantly at Liberty and he was still able to um, get open. And if he wasn't open, he was making incredible contested catches. Yeah. So I like what I saw. Um, the big thing when you're trying to transition from a college receiver to an NFL receiver is, is how you can beat man coverage and how yeah. you can beat press coverage. And he was surprisingly smooth at the yeah. line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, wasn't something I expected, but I mean, I had some clips where he was just sending dudes to the, to the wrong, to the wrong stadium. One of them. Yeah. He stopped I mean, on a dime. Syracuse, he, yeah. He just stopped and that dude flew about 10 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen something like that before. So, I mean, he's, I'm, I'm excited. I think he's a lot higher on my list now than he was before we uh, drafted him, but. Okay. Gotcha. That's good to hear. Um, Tay, I know you. I know you. I know you want a Gandy Golden too. I think I, I would always be texting you about him. Yeah, you would. Like, man, check this guy out. Look you at would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like Gandy Golden. Uh, the thing I like about him most is just how quickly he picks up things. You right. know, you look how talented he is. He looks like a hard worker. You know, he's not a diva. Looks like he's going to bring it, pick up the offense. And I think that's key with the, the type of players that Rivera wants. Guys that you know that are going to keep themselves accountable. And uh, he's been working with Antoine Bowden. To anybody listening, do not get Xfinity, okay? <laughs> Even if that's all your only option, don't get Xfinity. <laughs> like, and, like, sometimes it'll do – the internet will just drop out. Like, like, sometimes late at night, midnight one for, like, a couple minutes. But, like, midday on the weekend? Okay. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, Tay – you had just said the last thing I had gotten clearly was he's been working out with Anquan Bolden. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah, sounded we, like a lot happened after that. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about the, uh, we never really had a possession receiver. You know, I talked about Pierre Garcon. We thought Malcolm Kelly was going to be that. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But, um, and I think that in, in, uh, AGG would be a great possession receiver. And as, as Nick said, a good compliment to Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it, I mean, he'll, you know, he'll definitely get chances. Because that's the big thing is he's not going to be stuck, you know, behind a bunch of people on right. and have his opportunity. Right, right. Kelvin, I don't think, I mean, I, and we know, I think we, we like Kelvin Harmon, uh, but he hasn't like solidified that number two spot. You know, he hasn't like how Terry has or like how Steven Sims has. And I think if you have a nice kind of rotation going between the two and one of them can just run away with it. Personally, I'd put my money on Gandy Golden, but like I said, I'm biased. So <laughs> I've made that very clear. So, okay, um, going back to, to, your, to the roster, it's very unclear, okay? I saw somewhere that said, yes, it's up to 55, but then somewhere said, no, it's so, – so like my first answer, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, okay, Gandy Golden – Let's move on to 
Kelvin Harmon, the guy we were just kind of um, kind of alluded to. I would love to hear. I'd love to hear your. What did Kelvin Harmon show us last year? I guess did did he did he show us stuff or, or were we just kind of hyping him up? He, I'm I'm lower on Harmon than than most Redskins fans are, but mm-hmm. I think there's something there. Um, his big knock when he was coming out of college is his lack of separation. Yeah. He's he's a big body. He can catch. He's got great hands. I mean, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Twitter, he was one of four receivers with zero drops on at least forty targets. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. He's got great hands. Um, the problem is, is he just he struggles to separate um, in man coverage, and that's kind of a that's kind of a problem in the NFL. It is right, and that's that's sort of the reason why he slipped in the draft. Um, all yeah. the he around. did slip kind of further than anticipated. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of mock drafts had him like second, third. Yeah. He kept falling. So there's obviously a reason for that. And, and I think it's just because he's, he struggles to separate. And it's a huge jump going from college to pros and um, sort of the physicality of some of these corners. And, um, and from a possession receiver, you don't, necessi- you don't need to be a burner or any of that, but you do need to be able to get open, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. You don't need to you don't need to be able to just run by people, but you do need to have that sort of subtle separation where you can create just an inch of space um, yeah. for you to a chance to get your hands on the ball. Yeah, uh, he struggled with that at times. There are some there are some plays where he was able to do that, but uh, for the most part, it, it was the opposite where he was just kind of shut down. Got you, got you. Yeah, and those are the plays that you would have to intentionally watch back. You know, those aren't those aren't the plays you just see from watching mm-hmm. games casually. You have to actually study a guy to, to see that. Um, so then, okay. So then, Tay, I guess between Harmon and Gandy Golden, who would you predict end of the year, by the end of the season? Who, who, who would have – if one of them has, has taken that spot, because maybe neither of them will, but if one of them has between Harmon and Gandy Golden, who would you pick? I think I have to go Gandy Golden. Um, but – you know the chemistry that that Kelvin and uh, Dwayne has that that could play a factor as they well. Did, so they did his targets went up once Dwayne came in. You know, so that that could play a huge factor. But um, he's a good blocker too. He's a good Kelvin Harmon is, but I anticipate Gandy Golden doing the same. So it, I, I would say Gandy Golden because I think we'll see a lot of highlight reels from Gandy, um, and I think that Haskins is going to love throwing him the football. You know. <laughs> Have yeah. a big target, you know. Yeah. You've seen some of the passes he threw to Terry, you know, some out of you know, out he just of, throws them. Yeah, just throws them, you know. And Terry was able to come down with him. I don't know how Terry's just. Yeah, I really don't know that Jets game. I don't know how he came down with that one catch. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> we'll talk about him later, but yeah, I think right. Danny Golden. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are. <laughs> Always do. Um, and that's the thing about a guy like Gandy Golden, because he's not only a jump ball specialist, but that's kind of his thing. So we, you know, flashback to Josh Doxson and, and Kirk Cousins. And I went on a bit of a rant with, uh, with people talking about jump ball receivers. Okay. And back and how, like, um, just like the, the end zone fade in general, it's just. It's not a high percentage. <laughs> we saw it with Doxson, and it just. Yeah. Do we jump out of a box? But, I mean, he just, there's so low percentage. It's not just about being able to jump and go up. Right. And be strong through the catch point. I mean, it's just. It, there's just such a low success with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I look towards – like, when I went on this brand, I look towards Steven Sims more as being a red zone target than I see mm. someone. I, I remember someone saying that, and I didn't, I didn't know it was you, but I rem- now that was you saying that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just because Sims – and we saw it a bunch 
is he can just separate quickly, just right. yard, and it's and that's, that's what you need. More than somebody just going up and jumping to get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Yandy Golden did it in college, but the level of cornerbacks he was playing in college at Liberty, yeah, the same in the NFL. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I and I think I, I'm with you on that. It's it's not a high percentage play in the red zone. <laughs> so I guess when it comes to like taking shots or giving guys a 50-50 ball, you know, not at, not in the red zone in particularly, just just as you're moving down the field. A guy like Doxon was, again, supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. Part of it was he didn't, he didn't seem to have a ton of success in the NFL with it, but Kirk Cousins wouldn't really give him a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember Jay kind of – there was this thing with Jay saying you got to just throw it to him, give him a chance, but that wasn't Kirk's game. Mm-hmm. Kirk wasn't a wing and a prayer guy, um, and that's – when you have a guy like Candy Golden who can jump above other guys or, or being aware of that size advantage they may have on a corner, I'm wondering if it kind of seems like Dwayne is that guy to just mm-hmm. at times see the matchup. And then on top of that, we were talking with Mark about the offensive system, the Air Coriel, and, and how you're looking for matchups or how we tell his guys to take the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So if you see Candy Golden lined up with a 5'10 guy, and the safety is in the middle of the field, or it looks like it may be single high or maybe blitz. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne seems like the kind of guy who may just drop back and give him that chance, <laughs> which yeah. would be cool to see because that's how you get a, a feel for if he can do it in the league or not. Yeah, and, and I think, like, when, when I talk about jump ball receivers, there's nothing against them. Like, I, I just don't like them in the red zone. Yeah, um, definitely. I do, I do like seeing jump ball receivers because they can, they can help their quarterback out a lot. Um, just yeah. Like, like you said, just throwing the ball up. And if yeah. it's a little bit inaccurate, uh, they got enough – they got a big enough for, uh, frame. Right. Not a lot more. Uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford would have thrown probably 100 more interceptions <laughs> if he wasn't throwing it to Megatron because he would mm-hmm. just throw it up. Mm-hmm. Single, double, triple coverage. He just threw the ball up. So, yeah, I, I think Dwayne seems to have that mentality, which – is probably something he still needs. He's still learning, but it's not bad to have a look deep, try to try to get the big play. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's balanced, what do you say? He likes to show off his arm. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that video. I don't. I don't know if you saw that video yesterday, Nick, where it looked like a commercial, where it was like a fake throw that just kept going. Is that something like, through to Judy? Yes. Yes. No, I saw that one. It nice. looked fake. It goes, it goes out of the picture. Yeah. yeah. It's actually like edited. Yes. <laughs> Dude so, has a He really does. He really does. And um, I, think he'll, I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to put it on display. And Gandy Golden should be on the receiving end of those. Another guy who should be – well, no. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Steven <laughs> Sims. Well, Steven Sims kind of will be. One funny thing about Steven Sims is, I mean, he has speed, but he ran a 4-5 if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. He's more quick, I think, than fast, right? Yeah. That's where Steven, uh, Steven Sims wins. I think yeah. I'll say of all the receivers on the roster, we're going to talk about the last one, but Steven Sims is one that I, I expect him to take, to, to really this season take that slot receiver role and establish himself as that guy, you know, the way a Crowder did a few years ago or whoever else did before that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that an unrealistic expectation? Do you guys think, or do you think he he showed enough last year to show that he could be that slot receiver? I think he did. Yeah, I, I knew nothing about him when he was undrafted. Yeah, he came up out of nowhere. 
we also saw him with the Patriots that run there. Yes, yes. That sort of explosiveness <laughs> was strange to see out of a, a guy who didn't test well athletically. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of the athletic test. I, I just see if you can get open or not. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay, what you run. Right. Um, and he showed that he can get open. He definitely did. And he, and as the year went on, you saw him get better and get more opportunities. Um, yeah, Tay, what, talk to me about Steven Sims. Yeah, Steven Sims, he's, he's – He was rolling out to the right, and uh, uh, the play it was going down, and the ball was – barely touching the ground. He gets his hands underneath the ball, catches it. You know, it's just like, wow. He, he did really well this season. So, I like I like the gadgetness. We, we haven't had, like, a receiver like him in a while. You know, even even Crowder tends to be better than Crowder. He sort of fills that that uh, that Jameson Crowder role. Um, yeah, we don't really know what his full potential will be. But I think he, he does sort of have that similar sort of Crowder a role where he's third and short guy, uh, red zone guy, stuff like that. I, I can definitely see that. Definitely see that. And it, and I like his feet. He reminds me of Jordan mm-hmm. Reed, how he gets open. Yeah. The red I mean, zone. I remember watching him, and it's just like uh, uh, he knew he was just going to get open. And that's, I mean, that's so valuable to have guys like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the guy. I think he can produce. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tay, you froze up there some again at the beginning. I'm going to just have to apologize. <laughs> but I'll work, I'll work with what you just said, and I'll, I'll fix it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to, to summarize, Tay said he likes Steven Sims. <laughs> yeah, I like Steven Sims a lot. I, I, feel very, I feel very comfortable in, with him in the slot, and I think he has that undrafted you know, chip on his shoulder, and he's been working out with a good receivers coach, and um, his feet, Terry said his feet's been clean. So that's, I think that's big coming from Terry. You know, his yeah. feet is, you know, very good. So I'm expecting a big year from uh, for Steve Sims. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about undrafted guys is, okay, for one, there's obviously going to be, it's an imperfect science. These coaches, these scouts, these GMs, they're not perfect. Their mm-hmm. guys are going to slip through the cracks for one. And then two guys will get knocked you know, for things that they shouldn't get knocked for. Okay, he's, you know, he ran a 4 five forty. He's 5'10", so he doesn't have size. You know how guys will fall in love with size. He didn't, he didn't go to a huge program at Kansas. But then, you know, sometimes you have to watch the guys play. Mm-hmm. So a guy like Steven Sims had all these other guys in front of him because maybe they tested better, maybe they had more stats, whatever it may be. But the guy can play. Some guys just don't get many chances to show it in college or, or whatever it may be. But I think Steven Sims can play, and I'm glad he's getting a chance to show it. It's, it's hard to find some of these guys because, you know, Kansas isn't really an offensive powerhouse. Right, exactly. And, yeah. These numbers, but the thing to – like, the thing when I watch these guys is I just watch them. I don't really care what's going on around them. I just – I look at their route. Um, obviously, I, I want to see what route they're running. Then I look at how he tries to sell that, how he tries to yeah. get them. Um, but and it's so tough to tell with these teams where – there's just nothing going on around them. Right, right. And I have to routes, and sometimes, sometimes they can get discouraged where they just don't really run their full route because mm. they know they're not getting the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, and like you said, the draft is draft is almost a crapshoot. Right. 
right. saw Terry going to the third round. Yeah. No, no, he was supposed to be a gunner on special teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's disrespectful, man. <laughs> yeah, Steven Sims, man, he was – yeah, he's he was showing something. If he's gotten better, we were talking about that, I think, last or two weeks ago, two episodes ago. If he's gotten even better with his footwork than last year, what we saw the end of last year, he can really do something, you know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they, they take him from that punt return, kick return, and hopefully a guy like Isaiah Wright or Gibson can, can step in yeah, there right. so they can let him. Right. Yeah, and I think I just got to say one more thing on Sims. Is yeah, yeah. He's got to, like, maybe temper their expectations a bit with him when it comes yeah. to like numbers and whatnot. Right. When you're this sort of slot guy, your numbers aren't going to be huge. I mean, no. you shouldn't expect him to have, like, you know, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Right. Um, but, like, if, if he's somebody who can consistently get open in those – those short yardage situations, the valuable situations, and that's what you really want to see from him. Right. Um, how many yards he puts up. Exactly. Like you said, he can be that security blanket for Haskins. Yeah. And and, and, I'm, and I could also anticipate them kind of scheming up some touches for him. I mean, the way that – same way Jay Gruden did, you know, with, uh, you know, sweeps and, and obviously screens and things like that. I think, you know, they'll find ways. But, yeah, he's not going to probably explode stat-wise. But mm-hmm. his value will still be very clear. Um, and then last but not least, <laughs> let's talk about number 17, Terry McLaurin. Now, I was saying that I do not believe that there's any reason Terry would be unsuccessful and establish himself as one of the better wide receivers in the league, short of him suddenly just not being able to overcome injuries. I mean, he put up almost 1,000 yards missing two games last year with Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, the rookie at quarterback, right? And he still got open and got the ball. So is that a, 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 a does that statement hold any weight that, that Terry McLaurin, are we, are we being crazy or did he really show us? And you know what? No, we're not being crazy. We're not being crazy. Crazy. <laughs> when you look at the guys he, he as a rookie he tested next to, it's like a prediction. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people have all seen like the PFF grade. We, we gave him um, an 85.7, and that was the second highest we've seen um, from crazy. any rookie since Odell Beckham. I mean, wow. he's, he's so, so good. I mean, Tate, I want to start because I could go for hours talking about him. <laughs> no, I just want to – I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, he – so, again, I knew nothing about him. We all – we thought he was going to be a gunner on special yeah. teams. Here's yeah. what we're talking about. Um, but when he started, I mean, literally started right off the bat in that Eagles game. Right, right. No, I don't even know how to explain it, but it looks like a veteran the way he runs his routes. Like, and, and Darius Slay was talking about it. He kept giving him so much praise, and like, yeah. he was one of the tougher, toughest matchups he had because he just, for some reason, Terry just knows what to do in every situation, and it's it's so much fun to watch. Right. I mean, there's like these little subtle things where he, he'll dip his shoulder, just get that tiny inch of separation, and then he lets his speed do the rest, and it's just. It's so much fun to watch. I could go on for hours about him. <laughs> hey, I mean, go on for hours. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Receiver, like, we haven't had, a, like, a young receiver that to get really excited about like this no. in time. We thought that was the case with Dotson, but right. yeah, we never really saw it. But Terry is just – he's so smart. Like, you, you yeah. can have all the athletic ability you want, but if you don't really know how to use, um, like, a corner's, like, hips against him, then it doesn't matter. And he's just – he just knows how to just create one little step, get the cornerback to turn his hips the wrong way, and he's gone. And it's just – it's so much fun to watch. 
there was um there was a play I had tweeted out um a few weeks ago. It was against the Packers. I think it might have been the first play of the game, mm-hmm. maybe or the first third down of the game. Um, who was it? Jair Alexander, I think, where he 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 fell back before the play started about ten yards. Uh, Terry took off. He ran a a corner post and was gone immediately. <laughs> and the only reason he didn't get the ball is because the pressure gave in. But I mean. He just wins. He just wins. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think Terry, I think the only thing that can stop Terry McLaurin is if suddenly he became just injury prone, which he isn't. I mean, he had a concussion, and then he missed the last game against the Cowboys, which was probably for the best. Yeah, um, yeah take, you can go ahead. I mean, do you think – okay, so do you, where do you think Terry, assuming he's healthy for, you know, let's say at least 13, 14 games, right? Mm-hmm. And let's assume that he has consistent uh, starter at quarterback. Where does he establish him establish himself in the league at wide receiver? Man, I, you know he's a different type of receiver. You know, I think he, he has it all. I think the fact that he's so unique, the route running, I think he could at least be top ten by the end of his. By at least, I mean, he's a hard worker too. That's the thing. He's, yeah. he's very selfless, humble, and this offense is going to give him plenty of opportunities. And, and like I said, the thing that plays a factor is him and Dwayne, their relationship. And I think with Dwayne at quarterback, I think he could easily be a top 10, top 10, top 10 receiver this year, honestly. Yeah. He, I mean, he, what I, I saw the Patriots game is what stood out to me most. And although he didn't have big stat numbers, he was working Gilmore. Oh my yeah. goodness. There, there are some routes that I, that I pulled when I was watching him and it's, he put Gilmore in a spin cycle, and it's, it's pretty to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best corner in the league, and he's doing yeah. it. It's, it's right. Nothing. And it'll, it'll, it'll be exciting to see because, you know, we're, he's not going to be playing the Gilmores and the Slays every week. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. be playing lesser guys. I mean, I wish he would play every week. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, I mean, you look – I know every receiver has missed opportunity plays. Mm-hmm. Like, the ball was overthrown. But, I mean – Against the Lions game alone, Dwayne missed two touchdowns to him. Mm-hmm. Against the week one against the Eagles, he should have had two 70-yard bombs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he was open way more than the stats show. <sighs> yeah. Terry, um, and then you'll have people saying that they don't think Terry's a one. They think he's a two. T- Terry's a one to me. I, I don't care what they call him. All I know is <laughs> he can get open in a phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that, would, that would be the great thing if – if I mean I think Sims, yeah, but if Harmon or or Gandy Golden or even any of these other guys could establish themselves as a as a partner, so they can have a duo. So suddenly now, you can't just double Terry. You can't just take Terry away. Or if you do now, this other guy's killing you. Now you have to adjust. You know, it'd be nice for him to have that. I mean, just imagine if we would have signed a Mark Cooper. <laughs> Goodness, now that would have been something. When I heard the amount of money they offered him and that he still turned it down, I was heartbroken. Right. Yeah. I mean, that receiving duo would have been just, just – Oh, my goodness. That would have been something. Him, and then uh, – whatever. Um, but I think, I think that there's a guy on this roster who can establish himself as being at least some type of weapon opposite of Terry. I think there is a guy, whether it's Golden, whether it's Harmon, whether it's Wright, whether it's whoever it may be, there's a guy. And, I mean, 
even if even even if someone doesn't, I think Terry's still easily going for a thousand yards. I think he's no. going for at least sixty to seventy catches, thousand yards, seven touchdowns last year. No reason he can't do it again. And with with consistent quarterback, I mean, Dwayne doesn't even have to be great. Dwayne just has to mm-hmm. be consistent and better than. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely potential at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. That there's and there's youth, so we just they, need. They have, they have all the opportunities in the world. All of yeah. them. You see, they're not signing uh, Antonio Brown. You know, you see, they're not. They're they're not. You know, the the veteran they brought in is Cody Latimer. He may not make the roster. You know, you mm-hmm. don't know. And if he does, he won't necessarily take time away from these guys. So, and that's one thing about this Redskins team and this new staff and Bruce Allen being on that's all very different is that this team, and they were bad last year, but part of the reason they were bad, which is a positive also, is they were very young across the board. Mm -hmm. And so going forward, if they can grow as a team with this staff, without Bruce Allen, that's that's how, you know, teams can become, you know, good. Mm -hmm as opposed to when Mike Shanahan took over and Joey Galloway was running routes for this team oh, <laughs> at like 39. So tight end, we're just going to have to, <laughs> you yeah, know. Tight end, I, th- I think you're going to start looking at next year's group of yes. free yes. agency or, or in the draft, but I don't think you have your answer at tight end one with what's on this current roster, but no. you definitely, definitely do have your answer for water receiver one with, with <laughs> Yeah. For a very, very long time. Yeah. 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 Terry's a guy I hope can just be here for the next 15 years. You know, I bet, yeah. I bet a lot of money that Terry's going to be a top receiver in this league. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would, I would go on that bet with you. Mm-hmm. Same. 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 <laughs> and 17 is a jersey I would feel comfortable buying also. Yes. You know, <laughs> some guys, they do something, but you don't want to buy their jersey yet. <laughs> I would feel comfortable with the 17 jersey. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a great young guy. He's also fits the culture that um, Rivera's trying to build. You know, and he, he's, he fits the culture any team is trying to build. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it starts with Terry and then Steven and then you get another guy and then you have some depth there, I think these wide receivers, I know from the outside looking in how they look, I can understand that. And I know we're – on the inside looking out and so we're going to have different views but I don't think we're being crazy or irrational by saying there is more here than what people on the outside looking in see yeah Mm -hmm. and it's tough and when I when I try to kind of look at these rosters some people think that I'm I'm just I'm trying to look at it from like an outsider's perspective Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, I mean when you see when you just look at this roster without having studied them it's it's in the bottom half not even bottom probably bottom five right right um, but again, it, it's the potential that's what gets people so excited because you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, odds are these these guys might not pan out, um, but there is definitely potential there. There there's stuff there to be excited about for sure. Definitely, it'll be it'll be an interesting year to see. I mean, think about all the guys we're watching, right? We're mm-hmm. watching Dwayne Haskins, we're watching Terry McLaurin, watching Steven Sims, all the wide right receivers. We're watching Darius Geis. Huge, 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 huge for everything. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's so many positions where young guys can step up and kind of solidify themselves in, in a spot. And, and if they don't, we're looking to a different person next year. And it's right. as simple as that. It's pretty much every group, every positional group on the roster. Yeah. Like, I mean, tight end is the only one where you don't anticipate, but and, may, and maybe linebacker. But every mm-hmm. other group, you got young guys who have a chance to establish themselves. So 
I think that was a, I think that was a pretty good overview of the tight end and wide receivers. Um, one of these days, I want to have my friend on here who, who who played with Andy Golden kind of talk a little more in depth about uh, what it was like. I guess just kind of being a teammate, and then what that offense was like. He always he the offense wasn't good. He wasn't complimenting the offensive strategy by <laughs> saying just throw the ball to ADG. That's a terrible offensive <laughs> strategy. But I mean, it it worked for his stats at least. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Nick, for joining us. That was a fun conversation. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to hear you talk from a, an educated perspective, you know, having mm-hmm. done your work. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I had a, I had a great time. Like I said, I was, uh, I was telling Todd that, you know, or, or tell you that I really, you know, I kind of enjoy this this podcast. Uh, I listen to a couple episodes and you guys, you guys do really great work. So really wanted thank to help. Appreciate that. We appreciate that. We're trying to still just, you know, I, I listen back to and just try to, it's Got tough. Man. There's so many podcasts out there. It's tough to, you know, just start now and try to it get is. it. It is. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is to be completely honest with you, man, cause like we've, we've been on Twitter. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know if we need to be talking about this on the recording, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we've been on Twitter. We followed guys like yourself, you know, guys mm-hmm. like Mark, obviously the beat guys and whatnot. I did not know that there were so many other Redskins podcasts, but, and then not just that, a lot of them started at the same time we started Tate, yeah. like, mm. like five. <laughs> really? There's a lot. I mean, people need something to do. With right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's all about, like, I remember you put out a poll and, and it's asking like, what's kind of makes a great podcast. And yeah. It's all about the content and you it guys, is. you guys got a great guest with Mark. That was, that was awesome to listen to. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He was, yeah, he was. And I think that's one thing we figured out is, we are trying to find the balance between things we can just discuss, just us, like the name, which yeah. I think was a good episode. And then things where we need to have someone like you on, like Mark on, who has more credibility. So people will want to listen to hear you talk, who has more followers so that, you know, you have more people who want to listen mm-hmm. and, and then just not just the same old me and Tay's voice, especially mm-hmm. my voice, my voice. Yeah. Can go <laughs> <after a> while. <laughs> people just kind of go back and forth, ranting back and forth, you know, yes. agreeing with each other and whatnot, but right. I, I always kind of enjoy listening to podcasts where people don't really always agree and they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. What's best for this team, what's best for uh, the players and whatnot. So, yeah. Right. And I look to, um, I look to the Redskins talk pod a lot to kind of try to, cause they, they seem to have it down to me pretty good. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you, Nick. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure at some point in the future, we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, um, sure. I'm always, I'm always open. I, I literally just sit in this office and watch football 24 <laughs> seven. Man, that's crazy. You never need another guest. Just let me know. Wow. Ah, you just made me mad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've gotten pretty addicted and hooked to having guests on. Yeah. It adds something to the show. So, yeah. and we've got a long list of different stuff to kind of talk about. And so anyway, um, if you've listened this far, first of all, thank you. Um, like, and subscribe. I'm not like, subscribe and leave a rating a review i should have said that at the beginning but um (laughs) do do leave a rating leave a review and um yeah we'll be back we'll be back in the future maybe we'll have rick doc walker on the next episode yeah that'd be nice that'd be be cool that'd be cool he's he's funny man um (laughs) so thank you for the last time nick we will be talking to you on twitter we'll have you back on in the future um to close it out this is uh this is todd and this is Tay. Thanks again, Nick. Appreciate it. Yep. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, you too. Hail to the Redskins. Sure.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.